today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. I got to talk about this, uh, the Omar Carter thing. Uh, and, and look, at this is still a hot issue on social media, on Twitter, and on, on Insta, everywhere you go, every place you go now. Somebody has an opinion on this. And uh, Angus Reid did a survey on this the other day, and uh, you've seen the results. We've talked about this on the news today. Uh, Canadians believe that uh, the federal government made the wrong call by settling out of court with Omar Carter. Uh, at the same time, 74% of Canadians believe that Carter was a child soldier at the time of his arrest and should have been treated as such. Uh, there's an incongruity to some of these numbers. Uh, some are suggesting, as I've seen some of the posts on social media right now, said, uh, you know, charter rights and freedoms be damned. I mean, he was a soldier. Well, are people dealing with the facts here? Are they basing their their opinions on raw emotion? And some are suggesting maybe even on racial bias. Could be. Let's talk about this with Peter Grave, political science professor from McMaster University, as he joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show. Good morning, Peter. How are you doing today? Great, thanks. This, this has been a head-scratcher to me for the longest time. This is not a new story, of course, about Omar Carter and the arrest and, of course, the uh, the detention in Guantanamo Bay for so many years and the military tribunal. And, by the way, that's an important distinction. He did not have a trial uh, in the traditional court system. It was a military tribunal. And uh, the subsequent confession, which is up to, to grip right now, but the, the hatred that I'm seeing on social media about this uh, is is palpable right now. What, what's your reaction to what you've seen over the last few days, Peter? Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's a sign why we probably shouldn't have referendums on whether certain people should have rights. Uh, I mean, uh, to me, it's not an entirely surprising result. Uh, I mean, we did see, uh, I think, in a lot of the response, uh, people who want to retry, if you like, the whole trial of Omar Khadr, when really this is about, uh, you know, the decision of the Supreme Court, the unanimous decision that the Canadian government had uh, violated his rights in, a, in, a, uh, in, a, in an important manner. It was a 9-0 to zero, uh, decision on the part of the Supreme Court. And as a result of that, uh, you know, Mr. Cotter uh, sought uh, compensation. And that's really what's being discussed here. What, what the facts were about, you know, the trial and so forth are really immaterial. But obviously for people, they, they remain important because they, there's a sense in which uh, you know, the, that, the result of that somehow would have a bearing on whether uh, he should have, you know, these rights or not, which the Supreme Court says he does. That's the thing, and I, I, you've just hit the nail on the head here. There are so many sidebar issues in this story, in this narrative over the years, and, and people are confusing one with the other and saying, well, that impacts that. The bottom line here, as far as the federal government's action, and, and let's deal with facts here instead of some of the other uh, contributing factors where people seem to have uh, formulated opinions, is that Cotter is suing the government based on that Supreme Court decision that he was treated unfairly uh, by the Canadian government. In other words, they did not come to his aid as a Canadian citizen. What happened on the battlefield or what didn't happen on the battlefield has absolutely nothing to do with that. But that 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 narrative about what may have happened on the battlefield, Peter, clearly plays very much into some people's opinions on this. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's it's a sign. I mean, I think there's you know two important aspects in the public reaction, and this is this is one of them that uh, you know we we do have this idea that we're all equal before the law, but in fact, uh, many of us and probably all of us in some way. Uh, have kind of our own human animalistic uh, reactions, where if we think certain people, uh, you know, did wrong or the wrong kind of people or did bad things, that somehow they should have access to, to fewer rights or, you know, to less equality before the law. Uh, and so, you know, our, our, our sort of our system of government is based on this idea of equality before the law, but 
we as individuals often have a hard time restraining our emotions about these things. So, I mean, I think that's one important feature that's at play here. I mean, the other is that, and, and we see this in the response, where there's about 70% of you know, Canadians who are opposed to the apology and the settlement. Uh, but in fact, you'd get a much larger number of people who said, well, okay, at least the apology is okay. Uh, and so, I mean, the other part is it's $10 million. And that's a sum that people can relate to as like lottery winnings. And they probably ask, well, you know, why does this person uh, deserve this sort of settlement? So, I mean, that's something that's tangible in people's lives. And if people are feeling, you know, uh, financially insecure, it's difficult to find ways to house yourself on the wages you're being paid. It's hard to get by. And so I think it's easy also to develop a sense that this is somehow unfair. You know, why, uh, if you bust yourself uh, at work, whether you get injured, in the course of your job, if your job is dangerous, why, you know, why do you not get that $10 million? And so I think there's also, you know, I think a natural human response of a certain amount of envy. Uh, I think that also comes out in, in this kind of situation where people forget, you know, what were the forms of uh, rights denial that were involved in this case. And they probably forget, too, that most of that $10 million is going to lawyers. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.